0: Within the past 10 minutes, a judge handed down the sentences for reality TV couple Todd and Julie Chrisley. Channel 2's Audrey Washington just stepped out of Atlanta federal court. That's where the sentencing hearing took place. Audrey. Right, and probably the most eye-opening portion of the sentencing was the comments by the judge. Now, during her ruling, she told the Chrisleys that they never admitted guilt or showed any remorse. Now, I just want to point out that exit door that you see here behind me. This is the underground exit door to the federal courthouse here. This is where we are expecting to hear from the government and the defense in this case. Now, first, this is how the sentences break down. Todd Crisley, who was found guilty on tax evasion and bank fraud charges this summer, was sentenced to 12 years in prison. As for his wife, Julie Crisley, her defense lawyers asked the judge to stagger her sentence because the Crisleys had two minors. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business, but mine with me, Kara Berry. Back again with our pop culture roundup, and this time just the Kardashians recap for this week since there was no Winter House, but, uh, you know, we got a lot of things to talk about. Surprisingly, we, celebrity and pop culture in general, did not take a week off as I predicted. So thank God for that. Thank God for that. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys, uh, you know prayed to the retail gods to get a nice deal on something i um don't usually participate in black friday but i did this year i i got a coat i got the amazon coat you guys know like it's the popular the Orle coat but i think i got the one that's like maybe a little bit different because you know i'm not like other girls Um, so I got that one I'm really excited I got some things for my upcoming trip that I'm going on I'm going to a wedding in a couple weeks and I am so excited y'all I paid so much money to go to (laughs) to go on this trip and I am taking advantage so just so you know if you message me anytime between December 9th and December 13th bye not here I'm gone out of the country out of uh, communication. Thank you very much. I really thought about calling to see if my uh, plan could change to be in Mexico. I have no idea, but then I thought, no, you know what? I'll give my mom the the ho- hotel number, and that's it. That's it. And incommunicado until then. So, um, but let me not talk about how glad I am to not talk to anybody because we got a lot to talk about. Don't we? Uh, let's get into it. I have an admission, you guys, I might, I might be the girl of the week. No, no, I'm not. Um, but I do have to admit something that might be shocking. It's slightly shocking to me. Um, over the weekend, I had a lot of opportunity to watch a lot of things that I don't usually watch, you know, because my job is watching reality TV, a lot of these shows. And so, you know, I don't get to watch a lot of for pleasure and I also just don't watch a lot of movies in general so I watch a couple movies this week first one called um excuse me the silent twins which is actually really good it's about a set of twins from the like 70s 80s in the UK who just didn't speak to the outside world they spoke to each other and that was about it and so it was a pretty interesting movie it's played um one of the twins is played by Letitia Wright who's in Black Panther Um, and then I watched Don't Worry, Darling. And so, listen, I will say, I will say, you got to hear me out. I maybe half paid attention to about 40 to 60 percent of it. Um, but I I liked it. I didn't understand why everybody thought it was that bad. I I don't know. I I actually thought it was decent. (laughs) I thought it was decent. Harry Styles. I don't know if acting is for you, girl. Like, he definitely was the uh, lemon out of all of them. Like, everybody was bringing it. I love Nick Kroll's character. love Kate Berlant's character. Florence Pugh is a goddamn star. We all know that. Um, And so, yeah, it is embarrassing for her to have to act alongside him because, really, the the learning curve is quite steep between them. But I thought it was pretty good. There were parts of it, like, the... How do I describe this without spoiling it? Um, The parts where we see Harry Styles' character's past, (laughs) that part I would say was like the most egregiously LOL funny to me just because of how they uh, chose to portray him. I'll I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, So that was a laugh. But other than that, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't really like understand one element of it I think well I think I do understand I think they were just I think Olivia was trying to like get like super deep and be like I'm gonna throw a lot of like artsy shit into this so people take me seriously uh, but overall I think it wasn't that bad I don't think it was that bad you guys <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm surprised myself you know listen by my own admission I'm not exactly the most positive woman so that's really saying a lot I also got to catch up on The White Lotus, which I'm into. I'm hearing mixed comments as to people saying which one they, which season they liked better. Um, but I'm really liking it. I think, to me, the key to watching White Lotus is to binge. Like, I gotta watch... I gotta, like, skip the first month of live watching and then watch those. And then I'm, like, into it. Then I can watch it week by week. But I think... Starting off week by week just doesn't work for me. It's just a little too slow. So, you know, maybe if you're not into the White Lotus, maybe try it that way. Just binge it. Because I think you have to, like, for me, I have to, like, be fully immersed in that universe. And I just, it's hard for me to do that week to week. Like, I really got to pile some things on, if that makes sense. But, um, y'all, people are really coming for me on TikTok. <laughs> like, it seems to be a certain demographic of American Over the age of 50, y'all, I posted what I thought was a pretty funny and yet also pretty innocent TikTok, including a clip that I had of Oprah Winfrey. She's sitting on a porch, having her favorite drink. And my caption was, you know, me as the chill Thanksgiving or me as the chill family member waiting on the Thanksgiving drama, right? Um, I thought people would just be like, ha, that's so funny. Meme, meme, meme. No, here's what I don't get. How is it possible that the older generation is adept enough at the internet to get onto TikTok and be able to navigate it, but not so much that they see an account and just assume that whoever's in that video is the actual account of the person. So now I've had dozens of comments on this TikTok. Um telling me Oprah Winfrey, happy Thanksgiving, um, telling me, uh, you know, some other things. Let's just get into the other things that <laughs> I screenshot for, uh, for your entertainment purposes. It, I really got a kick out of it. So, um, the first one, uh, I get, I get, I get, I get your weight watchers ain't working. Um, just a simple girl. Yikes. While you're waiting, pick up the phone and call Monique. <laughs> Not a fan of yours anymore. Um, a lot of uh, rich shaving, if you will, which I, you know, I'm all for. Eat the rich. Must be nice when all you got to do is enjoy, sit, and eat. It's all done for you. Miss know-it-all. Cry laughing emoji. <laughs> Cheers. You and your $90 million porch in California. Oh, the next one here in your $40 million home, space exclamation point. And then the last one. Well, isn't that special? (laughs) I got tired of being like, hey, guys, I'm not Oprah. Hey, guys, I thought it was pretty obvious that I am not literally Oprah Winfrey. And yet, no, that didn't seem to take with people. But you know what? This happens to me all the time. especially with sister wives I told you guys this last season but just like it actually it hasn't been happening as much this season but usually every time I post something about sister wives there's about one to two comments of somebody being like you're a horrible husband I can't believe you did that to Christine or Janelle you need to leave or Mary you feel you're so pathetic why won't you leave this family Cody doesn't want you (laughs) and it feels good it feels good to connect to the people you know Anyway, let's talk about a couple of housewives bits of information. Um, Starting with Portia. Congratulations to Portia Williams. She had not one, but two weddings. One Nigerian, one American on Friday and Saturday. Uh, She married Simon, y'all. She did it. You know, she did it. And that's all we can say. What is funny to me is that even after she got roasted to high hell and back nevertheless portia persisted with that hashtag love wins (laughs) in regard to that relationship it's not even that that has been clearly adopted by the lgbt community to talk about the you know overcomings of love in the face of fear and homophobia and you're using it for this relationship with this man who looks like a milk dud i mean let's be honest white people don't laugh at that you're not allowed to laugh at that, but I am. He looks like a milk dud. And, um, you, know, they're also, you know, there are also, you know, there's a murky timeline. Murky, to put it to put it best. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, like, love triumphing over everything. But it seems more like a mess that kind of worked out for everybody, kind of. Or at least they're going to pretend that way. I don't. She looked beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. She looked gorgeous. Drew Sedora was there. I believe Cynthia Bailey was there. Kim Zolciak was there. You know, probably, you know, that's a free night out. That's money that she could have, she can put towards her mortgage. So that was probably a really fun night for her. Um, Carlos King was there. Giselle in fuchsia. Head to toe fuchsia. A lot of the people, I got to see if Kim Zolciak wore an African let me see (laughs) okay everybody can rest easy it appears that she wore something that you would expect kim zolciak to wear i like there was no way i was going to be able to get through this episode without the image and and confirmation that kim zolciak did not wear a traditional african garment to this wedding i just i couldn't rest knowing that that was a possibility Monique and Chris Samuels were also there and they looked very good. Honestly, I've never seen Chris look better, but here's the other thing is that they were just announced to not be returning to their, the season two of love and marriage uh, DC that they did. That was the show that they did post Potomac. So there have been rumblings about them not being together anymore. I'm kind of wondering if Porsche's wedding was the last, you know, United front. Uh, event for them before they quietly announce a divorce i'm 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 predicting maybe like a you know a new year announcement holiday, something around Christmas, something that they can kind of keep quiet but also not watch this space. our second bit of housewives news Andy officially announced that the real housewives of Beverly Hills are going to be on pause until. Sometime in the new year, he told E! News that, yeah, they're going to be taking him on a new break and then we'll be back shooting with them in 2023. Uh, I don't really... I feel like a lot of people were making a big fuss about this and I'm not really sure that it is. Like... I guess it depends on when in 2023 they actually start filming. Um, But I would imagine they're probably like, you know, we really do need a break. Let's just call it a wash over Christmas and, you know, we'll see what happens in February. I I think this kind of makes sense. I think we all need a break. We all need to be put on pause from Beverly Hills, frankly. So (laughs) I think for that, we should all be grateful. Also, Tinsley. I have been manifesting, as you guys know, a Tinsley return to the Real Housewives of New York, and it does appear that it could be happening. She might be in talks with coming back with Rony Legacy. Now, initially she had said, oh, she had built her life in Palm Spring or Palm Beach rather, uh, and that she was very comfortable there, not really trying to go back to the city. But suddenly last week, things really, really changed and sources... We're saying that she, you know, if the money's looking right, then she might hop on over. Take a spirit flight. Take a JetBlue. I don't care, girl. Get get her back. Get her back. And I want to say, I did want to read a Page Six article about this, and they were shady. They were shady. Uh, the person was like, oh, uh, <laughs> Tinsley, uh, you know, left the show to move to... <clears throat> Chicago with then fiance Scott Cluth, who broke up with her, so then she was jobless and single. <laughs> it's like, well, damn, why do we have to put it like that? Speaking of New York, do you, did you guys hear about what happened with the Rony OG spinoff and Lizzie? Oh, this is so complicated. I, ugh, it is not great. So I, BravoCon, the real, the new cast of the Real Housewives in New York were announced. One of them was a woman named Lizzie Zavetsky. Within, I would say, maybe five minutes of that announcement, people were coming out in droves in response to her, uh, uh excuse me, Instagram bio, which said that she was a proud Zionist. Now, this is a subject that I don't really like to touch because I'm not really that educated in it and I just feel like I'm listening and I'm learning and that's all I can do in this situation as of now. Um it seems you know, I'm getting the I the idea that people don't love that for reasons and I I'm ca- coming to understand that more and more, but here's a very complicated situation. Right? So, <clears throat> excuse me y'all, last week it was announced that she was actually going to leave the show. She was no longer going to be filming. And the initial reports that were coming were because of the wave of anti-Semitism that she had been receiving on behalf of her beliefs, right? Andy even went on his show and said the same, echoed the same sentiments. anti not okay. I'm like appalled that she has been dealing with this you know, and she's decided that the safest thing is to no longer continue with the show. But then things, other things started coming out and uh, I just have questions. I'm just, I have questions. So it was reported, and I don't have this in front of me because I wasn't actually planning on talking about it, but it was reported that Lizzie had a conversation with another cast member who is biracial. She's half Black. Uh, Lizzie is a matchmaker, for what it's worth. And this other cast member asked her to, hey, can you hook me up? So according to this, Lizzie said, hey, I don't have a problem with uh, Jewish people and Gentiles dating, but in terms of my matchmaking, I only match other Jewish people's, you know something about preserving the bloodline, blah, blah, blah. So this response, the woman's response is like, what you're saying kind of sounds like some Nazi shit, (laughs) like about preserving the bloodline and, you know, like all that. That sounds kind of ironic given um, your heritage. And so I guess from there, and this is where I'm like, what? So Liz, uh, this woman also said something about the N word in this conversation with Lizzie. Like they're having a conversation, like trying to come to an understanding and the girl says, you know, it, it just kind of sounds something, something about the N word came up. So the twist is that apparently in that converse or from that conversation, Lizzie assumed that this woman was going to go around telling people that Lizzie called her the N word and So she got so upset, her husband got involved, the husband calls production, and in his retelling of the story, he actually uses the N-word, um, instead of just saying the N-word, and so at that point, production decided, hey, maybe this isn't a good fit. So I just have a lot of questions, like, clearly anti-Semitism is not okay, and it's just not, like... It just isn't, right? Like, we all know that. But I'm just confused as to how Andy didn't know this whole other part, especially when it involved members of production. And I don't understand why, you know, I just don't like the story (laughs) being told one way when then that's not the full story. And I don't care if it involves the N-word or not. I'm just saying, like, In every story, let's tell the whole truth here. Because it doesn't sound like the whole truth. Like, that's not good. If that man has no problem saying it, even in a retelling of a story, like, what's going on with you? That's weird. That's real weird to me. So, uh, it's the the odd assumption that this woman thought that this black woman was going to weaponize that against her somehow... (laughs) That also raises my my ears a little bit. So I don't know. Sounds like, yeah, maybe this is probably just the best decision overall. <sighs> okay, and our final bit of information from the Housewives Universe is that officially what I expected, Jen Shaw's trial had been moved from December fifteenth to January January 6th. Um, you know, so. A new anniversary will emerge in 2023. We'll put it that way. Um, Apparently it will be happening at 2.30 p.m. (laughs) January 6th, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Don't be late. It's happening. It's happening. You guys, it's all happening. I know I said in one of my early recaps of this season that I kind of have the feeling that Jen might get out of this. I, I think I'm back. I think I'm back to reality and I'm nervous for her. I'm nervous for our girl, nervous for Coach. January 6th, y'all. Stay tuned. Um, Let's move on to, uh, gosh, I kind of like two girls of the week, really. Uh, Let's start with Love is Blind. How about that? We'll start with Love is Blind. So, y'all, we were duped. We were bamboozled. We were tricked. We were conned. SK... Fan favorite of Love is Blind season three pulled the okey-doke on us all, and I don't appreciate it. So just days after the Love is Blind reunion came out, there were uh, TikTok accounts aflame. A couple of them uh, making claims that to have been with SK, there being a... Clear overlapping in their relationships with him and his relationship with Raven, and also him being on the show. And I saw the first one, and I thought, eh, you know, these things happen, right? Like I'm not surprised that after Love Is Blind season, somebody's gonna come out of the woodwork to be like, "Oh, I dated this person." Am I surprised it was SK? Absolutely. But then I also thought this girl really didn't didn't have receipts, so I had to keep it pushing. But then uh, an account by the name of Hannah Beth Style on TikTok claimed that she dated SK in 2019. They broke up and then they got back together after he started filming or after filming Wrapped back last year in 2021. So she had, you can find this on my Instagram, uh, at everyone's business but mine, receipts. Screenshots of text messages, uh, flight itineraries, uh, pictures of them, planning to go here. She said that he told her, you know, I'm just doing this show for a clout, for money, whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah, I got this thing going with Raven, but it's just for TV. Like, I got you... Don't worry about anything. She knows it. She knows I'm seeing other people. She's in on the plan. Like we're all good. She says SK even gave her the, or somehow she came to figure out Raven's Instagram, right? So she's going on her page. I don't think she said she followed her, but she said she was liking pictures and stuff like that. Thinking, oh yeah, like we're all in on this together, right? Raven then hits up SK and was like, yo, who is this girl? all over my page and he's like, Oh, you know, like whatever, blah blah blah, fuck boy excuse after fuck boy excuse. Nothing really came of it. And then Hannah Beth Style finds out the truth now my first question is what's going on with sk's finances because he had this chick on a mega yacht with his boy uh his family we're flying here we're flying there let's take a weekend here let's go international here no i've got you i'm buying the tickets within 20 minutes of us talking about this like the man's got money so what's going on here what's going on Secondly, as all this information is dropping, people are sending pictures of SK and Raven at Costco. Everybody's like, this is a lie. They're both in on it. She knows the whole thing. This is a plan that they've been doing since Jump to get as much attention and fame off of this as possible. But then they issued a joint statement that they had split saying we're saddened to announce that we have decided to go our separate ways. Due to ongoing legal proceedings surrounding these allegations, we cannot provide additional details and ask that you please respect our privacy during this hard time. Oh, I also wanted to mention. Raven's friends, Raven's friends, the girls that she went to lunch with, they met SK and they were like some real haters. They're like, oh, we just think that he's in it for, because she's hot. She's, he's just saying yes to whatever. Um, They also have been on TikTok sharing their story. But the very weird thing about this is that they, one, didn't share with Raven that they were going to be going on TikTok. Sharing all her business and being like, oh, see, we told you guys. See, now you guys understand why we acted that way. Blah, blah, blah. We never trusted him. Rah, rah, rah. Um, they're saying they never asked her for permission and because it's their business. And I think people did some digging and found out that they might not be friends anymore. Like they might not be following each other on social media or Raven might not be following them. And this was pretty early on into things. So it sounds to me like those girls want attention for this don't really give a fuck about Raven and what she's going through and are just like oh we want to like de whoop on the internet for what like to me it's just very weird like I would never do this to a friend I think this is very strange behavior Like, I could even maybe excuse if they just did, like, a cute, we're not saying anything, but we're like, oh, see, like, we told y'all, but, like, we're not saying anything. But, no, these girls are going on live, posting their own videos, like, really trying to ride the wave and being like, this is our story to tell. No, it really isn't. (laughs) Like, him cheating on her is not really your story to tell. All right, so back to SK. He actually issued his own statement and said, Dear LIB family, Raven, evi- Raven and I left the Love is Blind altar as a single... Excuse me. I'll start over again. Dear LIB family, Raven and I left the Love is Blind altar as single individuals who went back to dating other people. Uh, this He did an Instagram story on Thursday. He says, while our journey back together hasn't been straightforward the unique emotional connection that we developed from this experiment kept us together as friends and helped us rekindle our relationship after the fact these allegations have been falsely misrepresented with malicious intent and we are actively pursuing legal actions against some of the accusers involved i'm deeply sorry for the pain this has caused raven my family and everyone involved raven and i will continue to support each other and wish each other nothing but love happy thanksgiving now, SK, do you really want us to believe that the lies against you cheating on her are so egregious that you're willing to pursue legal action, but you broke up? Why did you break up then? <laughs> like, if this shit wasn't true and people were really lying on your name to the point where you think you have a genuine legal case here, why did you break up then? Didn't answer that question. I'm assuming the legal proceedings that they're referring to in their joint statement is actually probably their love is blind contract because we still have an after the altar special to, to film people and uh, y'all can't be spreading all of your mess on the internet until that cameras get rolling. So I think liar, liar, ho on fire. That's for you, SK. That's for you. Um, oh, also I wanted to, I have so many things on my spirit that I did not write down, that I want to talk about Robin, Robin Dixon, *Real Housewives of Potomac*, she issued a statement about the backlash that she received with regard to Wendy. Now, let's refresh our memories of what Robin did last week. She pulled her camera out to do a uh, Robin Dixon Zone TMZ. Uh, she kept yelling and screaming at wendy that she was being antagonistic but also yelling that if she's just gonna if she wants to fight she should just fight mia and you know also had that light shining right in her face delighting in whatever was going on fuckery between wendy and mia so she goes on to say uh robin says that the feud between the ladies wasn't really that big of a deal in the moment before sharing why she slammed Wendy as antagonistic. So she says, Mia was wrong for throwing the drink. I wish she didn't do it. But my thing with Wendy was I really wanted her to stop because I didn't want her to do something that she would regret or that jeopardize her job or her reputation. She said this t- in an interview with Today. She said, I explained to her that you have more to lose than Mia. When I'm telling her you're being antagonistic, I'm telling her that because I'm saying you're going to make something. You're going to make her do something that you don't want her to do because you don't want to be caught up in it. So that was my whole point. I'm really upset that they didn't express that. Okay. (laughs) Robin, nobody believes that. Like, let's just. Nobody believes that nobody thought you were trying to come to her as a woman and as a professional and that you had her business and her reputation in mind. You have not been fucking with Wendy for the longest over some dumb shit. Let's be real. The reason why you don't fuck with Wendy is because you thought she got her titties done because her husband cheated on her. Does that make sense to you, Wendy? Like this is where all this came from. This is how all it be how it all began. And now you guys are in this beef because Wendy stands up for herself and she doesn't take your shit. And now you want to act like after all this time of Wendy being the bitch eating crackers that you can't stand, you can't even stand to be around that you in that moment of lifting your camera and hitting record on the video button on your phone that you were trying to look out for her best interest. Especially when you said on the show or somewhere, I uh, recorded that because I didn't want there to be any, you know, lies or he said, she said. Like, I just want to have the receipts right here and there. Girl, don't even do it. I would just appreciate, like, if you would just say... Yeah, what Mia did was not okay. And I got caught in the moment and, you know, I was not fair to the situation. But to act like, one, you had this, like, I am woman, let's surround each other in love and support. And that the cameras somehow just didn't catch that. Bullshit, girl. Bullshit. And I kind of like Robin, but, like, this whole thing is clownery, Clownery and buffoonery, and she's just gonna have to take the L on this one. Like, sorry, you had your chance to address it and, and correct yourself, and you didn't. So, clown. All right, let's move on to our crown jewel, y'all. Clankly <laughs> clank to the Chrisleys. I did not expect this. So, if y'all know uh Todd and Julie Chrisley, Mama and Papa Chrisley were uh hit with some fraudulent loan claims by the feds saying that they were trying to secure uh about thirty million in fraudulent claims that they did not pay taxes. I mean there was a bunch of charges. Let's just say uh Spencer Todd got uh 12 years <laughs> 12 years in federal prison and 16 months in probation after that and Julie Miss Julie got herself seven years, and 16 months of probation. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync... So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If I was Jen Shaw, I would be shitting in my Gucci robe as we speak. The feds aren't playing, y'all. They are not playing with you hoes. I would be so nervous if I were her. Here's my thing that makes the story so interesting is how they're attempting to swing this. First of all, I would like to say that the judge in this uh, trial said that they have shown no remorse. Y'all heard this at the top of the, the episode, no remorse. No, they're not sorry for what they've done. And yet the way they are portraying this and their fans is wild if you guys are on tiktok just check it out okay so first of all they have a podcast or uh savannah their daughter their oldest no second oldest daughter has a podcast uh she did this podcast before they were sentenced talking about her feelings i believe julie was on the podcast uh just talking about their fears and leading up to the situation As somebody who grew up in the South and has, like, an intimate connection to Southern Christian culture, which is just beyond religion, it's a whole cultural thing... I know what I'm looking at. And this is why this shit is so funny to me because they're acting like they're being persecuted. They are completely innocent. Like this is something that is happening to them and not because of them. And that all they have to do is rely on sweet, our sweet Lord and we got our eyes on the cross and we're going to get through this. And people are eating it up. They're eating eating it up on TikTok I mean granted like do I care that they screwed over banks no no this is one of those like victimless crimes this isn't a Genshaw situation where there's some like old lady in Milwaukee who doesn't have her pension anymore these are big banks that are being screwed as far as I'm and like taxes like I don't really care but you know <laughs> like people are like you guys are gonna get through this I, I can't believe that they would do this to you y'all I I can't believe this. just focus on God. Like they, these people, their fans really think that they have not done anything. <laughs> like it's one thing for me to be like, I don't know if you guys should go to prison over this or like I don't really feel some type of way about what you did. But it's another thing to be like, y'all didn't do anything. And I can't believe this is happening to you, two very innocent people. No. So Julie says in this podcast... Everyone knows that we're going through a nightmare. I've been focused on not living in fear. Fear is an acronym for her, which is false evidence appearing real. (laughs) So after they were sentenced, the family issued a statement that said, it was a difficult day for the Christie family, but Todd and Julie are people of faith. And that faith gives them strength as they appeal their convictions. Their trial was marred by serious and repeated errors, including the government lying to jurors about what taxes the couples paid. Based on these issues, we're optimistic about the road ahead. Girl, a source... uh told us weekly that the family's really devastated that Julie genuinely did not think she was going to go to jail. She had her team recommend that now. Okay. So here's some clarification. They have custody of their granddaughter. They have an older son named Kyle. He's had some legal and substance abuse issues. So they've had custody of her daughter, their daughter, Chloe for quite some time. Um, So, Miss Julie was trying to get off on being like, I have custody of this girl and they have a minor son. I mean, I think he's like 17. He actually got in a car crash the night before the sentencing, which seemed like very odd timing. But anyway, um, Julie thought that she was going to be the sympathetic white woman with the barrel curls to the courts and that she was going to be just like, they were recommending that she just get house arrest until Chloe turned 18. I think Chloe's probably... Seven, or ten? Ten, maybe? I don't know. I haven't watched the show in a long time. But they were recommending that she get house arrest so she could take care of Chloe. Now Chloe and the youngest boy are going to be in the custody of Savannah, the second oldest daughter. The source goes on to say that The Chrisleys feel like they've been made an example of because they're public figures, but it's all just excuses for their behavior instead of just accepting it. Now, obviously their shows got canceled. Chrisley knows best, uh, growing up Chrisley and a show that hadn't been released yet called love limo, which was supposed to be on E and Todd was supposed to be guiding single people into getting into relationships. (laughs) okay (laughs) there will be a shortened tense season that was aired or filmed rather before the sentencing uh, that will be released in 2023 just squeezing all the juice left out of that lemon so (laughs) it's not good it's not good also according to the insiders the family had been telling production that they were innocent everything would blow over and that since then the producers have not been in communication with the Chrisleys. So uh, it's going to be a big week in January for us, y'all. January 6th is going to be Jenshaw's sentencing. And January 15th is uh, when Todd and Julie are supposed to report to prison. Hmm, not a good day. They're recommending that they both be excuse me, in prisons in Florida so that the family can visit them reasonably within uh, the same day. <laughs> good luck good luck to you guys and with that you guys the rest of the episode is a recap of the kardashians finale a very uh awkwardly timed uh balenciaga moment for kim considering all the things that have been happening with balenciaga in the news this past week um did you guys know that they came out with this campaign that included children in snm gear holding uh, stuffed animals that were also well maybe just this uh, stuffed animals were in S&M gear but also in this picture people noticed pre- pretty quickly that there was in one of the photos a it's like a messy situation there's papers on it one of the papers is a lawsuit or not a lawsuit it's it's a case that talks about images of child abuse like sexual abuse why would that be part of the set for a photo shoot, including anybody, much less children? That's fucking weird. So, yeah, Balenciaga has not been having a great day. Kim, also not been having a great day because of this uh, episode. But, you know, that's her problem. <laughs> that is her problem. Okay, with that, you guys, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Let's move on. Northy, I've known Olivier since before you were a baby and he gave daddy this blue dress that daddy wanted for me it was my birthday the year before you were born and i wore the dress and i got pregnant and you got in my belly the night i wore that dress so olivier might have a little something to do with the reason you're on we the did plane. it episode 10 of season two therefore marks the end of the season for the kardashians on hulu We did it, you guys. I'm so excited. And this time we went international. Back to Europe again. Really a a very Eurocentric season with our girls. Very fashion heavy. Very work heavy. Did we love it? Eh, no. We were here. We were here. We can all say that. Let's start. Uh, Kim, Chris, North, and the gang go over to Paris for Couture Fashion Week. North is talking about how The last time she was in Paris, she was six, as you do, and she did a little performance of her dad's Yeezy show. If you guys remember her screaming into the uh, microphone, just why, why, why? It was great. An all-star performance, not even kidding. And, um, you know, a question for the era, why? Why? (laughs) um kim wants north to be there because she loves what she does and she really wants her kids to have that too i'm not sure if this trip is really going to move the needle so much with like her passions i kind of feel like the millions of dollars that you have are going to do that but you know what a trip's a trip go to paris girl save you from your dad's old school i'm sure Chris talks about the time, one of the biggest times that they went to Paris was back in 2007. She and Kim were just walking from shop to shop, paparazzi everywhere, flanking them from side to side. And we see footage uh, from straight ahead and also from the side. A couple different angles of for <laughs> Chris. Just eating shit right on the sidewalks of Paris. Just... Those stilettos did her dirty. They really did. And Chris says this was like a really big moment for her. Not because they were like just starting to be famous, although I'm sure that had a lot to do with it, but also because Kim in that moment told all the paparazzi, hey, if you guys have any shots of my mom, you guys need to delete them. So this was like a real bonding moment for uh, she and Kim. Now, if you're wondering if that worked, there really aren't many results to Kris Jenner falling in Paris if you enter that into Google. But there's video, which seems worse, you know, to see it in action. I don't know. One thing about me is people falling is always going to be funny. Like, that's just my natural jerk reaction to the situation. And like, you know, provided you don't really hurt yourself, but like, it's always going to be funny to me. And I know why. I, you know, as you guys know, I grew up in Atlanta and there's this viral video. I know you guys have seen it. It's like one of the old school viral videos from our local Fox news station. They were at, I think they were at Chateau Alon, I believe, which is like, they have a winery there, right? It's like very fake bougie for Atlanta. Very new money, very fake bougie. Um, But they were doing a segment where they were doing a grape stomping contest between the uh, camp, not the camera person, the, you know, anchor and some other lady, right? And the lady falls like two seconds into the grape stomping. She falls off the stand that they had is like two feet up. (laughs) And she starts making all these weird noises. Like "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) Just look up, grape stomp lady, fail, or like news lady. You've seen it. I know you've seen it. It's just like 20 years old at this point. Anyway, over in America, Kylie and Stormy are getting ready for the Billboard Awards. They're going to be airing in Vegas, I think, this year. She's going to be there to support Travis. We never see him. Ever. Uh, But Kylie says, you know, it's kind of weird for her to get back in the swing of things because she's a mom, but she's also young. And this is a time. These are the years where she's going to be naked everywhere, on the streets, On the beach, titties out, ass out, you name it. She's here for it. Back in Paris, North decides to wear this letterman jacket that her dad... Actually, Kanye, if you guys don't know, had a line. It didn't go anywhere. This was, like, years ago, called Pastel he made this letter jacket with the pastel logo on it that he wore once. And uh, Kim says that Kanye is really not precious about his stuff. She, he's not like archiving every possible thing for their kids like she is. But she was able to buy it back from somebody because Kanye just gives his shit away. Uh, and so North is now wearing it. It's like a moment, right? And she talks in the confessional about how uh, she kind of talked or taught Kanye how to... Have these memories, save these things for their kids in the future. So, even if he's really mad at her, she tells a story about how, like, when he really wasn't talking to me, he won a couple Grammys, and I texted him and was like, Yo, keep these Grammys for our kids. And he said, Okay. So, she says she has all of his Grammys. Kanye, all that fuss over those damn Grammys, and <laughs> you don't even have them. I mean, great that they're going to your kids, but he, didn't he boycott them? Maybe he doesn't care anymore anyway i mean the i can't talk about him it's just like further and further down the drain we go with that man it's it's like if i had known as as like 12 years ago 15 years ago the go go the girl who bought college dropout and was like oh my god this changed my whole fucking life if i had known that this is even be a tenth of where we were at i mean let me not even go there so what did she say i can't talk about that man he's stressing me out just the concept of him stresses me out oh kim is very late she's like in the makeup chair keeps saying five minutes five minutes five minutes chris is getting ants in her pants and then we get this very passive aggressive conversation in a confessional between it's a joint conversation between Kim and Chris, and they're just like kind of smiling, but not making eye contact with each other. Just that like perfect white woman shade, just that like Kim Richards level that I really live for. And Chris is like, yeah, Kim's always late, but you know, I am kind of impatient. And Kim's like, yeah, you are mom. I really hope that I don't get that from you down the line and she's like oh you have <laughs> trust me you have Kim <laughs> so then Kim says the one thing in her whole life out of anything that stresses her out is Kris Jenner and then Chris says the kids just keep her jet lagged enough they just keep her like it's a almost elder ab- abuse at this point that she doesn't have enough energy to just really go for them and really go for the jugular so that's nice healthy real healthy Then they go visit their dear friend, Olivier. Olivier Roostang, he's the designer for Jean-Paul Gaultier. Uh, They're also going to be going to one of his shows. So North, poor North, is just trying to enjoy a little palm frites in a bag, a little full fat Coke, minding her own business. But here comes Mommy deciding to tell her the story of her conception. And Kim's like, you know, Mommy... had this blue dress that daddy gave her and Olivier gave it to him to give to me. And it was my birthday present. And this was before you were born. And I wore that dress and I got pregnant and you got in my belly that night. I wore that dress. So Olivier might have something to do with the reason why you're on this planet. And in that moment, North is like, well, probably never going to have a damn pomp freed again. Ruin that for me. I will say that, personally, I was glad to hear that story, however, because I don't really go up for Kim fashion-wise. There's not, like, a whole lot of moments that really, you know, spark out to me. But that was one of the ones. I think that is such a beautiful look. It's this blue, cobalt blue dress. Her, She's on maybe her, like, fourth face. So she still looks, like, pretty Armenian. But, like, you know, we're not quite in the alien superstar era that we are now um she looks really pretty um her tan's really nice she's got this braid in her hair i it's one of her best looks in my opinion that like 18 to 19 month period where kanye still let her wear color was really a great time for her she needs to get back to that um so then we get to calabasas and mr and mrs horny are having dinner with their motley crew of children uh you know wednesday adams over here bad babies over here with the braids rain who honestly we got to admit that child is terrifying he's scary he's unsettling like i just don't know which way is up with that kid and i don't think he knows either and that's a dangerous situation for us all Oh, Penelope's there too. Everybody's on their phone and Courtney makes everybody put their phone down. She's like, I'm just going to hide this. I'm going to hide our phones right here. This is where I'm hiding them right here, right? Directly here. So, you know, we're hiding them right here. Do you know what hiding means? Anyway, um, Courtney starts going on and on about how much she loves Travis and his lust for life and her probably. And how easy it's um, been for them to be one big family and kind of, you know, mash together because they've all known each other for 10 years now. Then Rain makes his mom, Courtney, tell him the peak and the pit of her day. She's like, well, my peak was having matcha with you earlier. And the pit was that Mason doesn't want to film with us. He's here with his friends and he doesn't want to come down. (laughs) So, Then Rain picks up a knife and says, well, this is my peak. (laughs) Okay, let's put the knife down. And that wasn't like a butter knife. That had a sharp edge. And I think it may have been serrated as well. And then he does some sort of Chucky impression. And then when he puts the knife down, Penelope just looks over at him and goes, no one's laughing. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody's got to check that kid. Because it's not his mom. My prediction is that Penelope is going to move to New York one day. And it's it's going to give. It's going to give. We've been missing, pop culturally, a New York It Girl terror it's been a while not since maybe i would say Lindsay lohan in her oprah special days have we really seen like a, a girl on the loose in manhattan it's been a while and i need that back Then we watch Kim create another inconsequential but allegedly high-stakes fashion moment because she's going to be walking the Balenciaga show. They keep trying to make it like the stakes are so high or something's going to happen, but it's going to be the same thing. Like She's going to walk. We all saw it. We saw the video. It's out there. The moment's over. Who cares? Almost like instead of... The E! show, they would use the show to address things that happened in the headlines, like, six months prior. Now they're like, we know that you know this thing happened, but we're having to create a moment out of it to create some semblance of drama on this show, but we know that there isn't. So it creates this, like, false, weird thing of nothingness. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. There are no stakes here. Like she didn't fall. We saw the video. Who cares? Like, why do we care that she was nervous at the time? Everything was fine. You know? Which leads me to a tweet that Kim tweeted the other day about suggestions for season three. So on the twenty fourth she says, What did you what do you guys want to see for season three of the Kardashians? Do you guys like family stuff, work stuff, kids stuff, BTS of shoots, family pranks? Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Be fucking for real, Kim. We, we don't want to see any of the shit that you just listed. Not a thing. This is what I'm talking about. Do we want to see behind the scenes of a photo shoot? Another one? For what? There's no stakes. Like, okay, yeah, you flew uh, Tyra Banks and Heidi Klum out. Okay, that's a moment, I guess. But you can't keep doing that. Heidi's busy. She's trying to create her next Halloween costume. She's got work to do. So, I mean, just like how many more of these can we see? If I wanted to watch uh, riveting behind the scenes of a photo shoot, I would go back and watch The Hills and see what Elsie and Whitney are up to. I don't want to see you. So I want to uh, share with you guys some of the comments and suggestions that people got they really got me this one's actually good drama kimberly i want to see more of what we got in the early seasons of keeping up you guys were so authentic and we can we could connect to you guys the show feels like a youtube vlog it just doesn't feel authentic everything seems so controlled another person just posted the video of kim and courtney fighting and getting their body makeup all over chloe's walls and says i mean to be honest i want more of this <laughs> lol lol one person says, don't know how to break this down to you, but we really do not care about Kravis. Kate Arthur says, please no more pranks. In parentheses, I can't even believe this was on the list. One person just wrote, Squid Games. Um, another person said, murder mystery plot and can y'all please add more LGBT characters or at least some queer baiting? <laughs> A lot of requests for them to redistribute their wealth. Um, somebody wants to see the inside of Chris Jenner's head. Um a lot of requests for them to work fast food. And the final one says, I want to see Kendall Jenner take an improv class and she's not allowed to take Xanax or get an IV of vitamins beforehand. Then I want to see Courtney tour the factory where they make cheez It's this is a two hour episode. Then I want Kylie to do ayahuasca. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back to the show. Um, Kim is meeting up with Demna, who is the designer for uh, Balenciaga and She's like, you know, I talked to Demi Moore. I told her I was walking a show. I didn't tell her who for, but she gave me this really, really great advice. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I do have it in my text messages. It was something about like, um, when you're out there, you need to think about giving instead of receiving, or maybe it was the opposite. I'm not sure. I'll find it. Next, Kylie goes to the Billboard Awards. They're in Vegas, and she's like, you know, I'm in supportive wifey mode. The best moment... She has to tell us... (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to the Billboard Awards to be the star of the show. Like, Kylie, you're not a musician. We know. We know between you and Travis Scott. We can read between the lines of which one of you is performing. Got it. But anyway, Stormy could not be cuter. Couldn't be cuter. She... Kylie gets her to order a room service for them. She's like, I want chicken fingers and fries and a hamburger for my mommy. Y'all, Stormy really does something to my ovaries. It's not fair. I yeah, she's she's a real cute kid and she speaks real real nice better than I can at what? Four? So love that. Love that for her. Then Chris has lunch with her cousin Cece. They're in Paris, they're having this moment, and it's just like a very self-masturbatory situation I guess that's redundant self-masturbatory isn't it it's a masturbatory moment um but it starts with actually a really nice conversation of Cece talking about like what a full circle moment this is for her because she really loves fashion and she's poured through all the magazines over the decades and she always dreamed of being at the front row of a show and now here Kim is and she's walking the show and it's just like a great time for her And she kicks it on over to Chris is like, you really need to take this in and understand that all of this is happening because of you. And Chris plays beautifully. I mean, the role of a century, I've never seen her be more humble. Like, thank you. Thank you so much. But you know what? It's Kim. Kim is a super woman. And I love her and the way that she's able to be a mother and the way she's able to balance and i thought this was interesting she said you know it might not be a balance that you and i consider balance but she does it like what do you mean by that chris chris also said a couple interesting things about parenting this episode and how different it was with her in her words first litter of kids meaning rob chloe kylie kylie You know, the four Uh, versus Kylie and Kendall, how when she had the first four, she was able to be at home and be really attentive and stay at home mom. But she was working when Kendall and Kylie were born and how it was just so different and how she admires Kim for able to being able to be a working mom, but also be present for her kids. Here's another great uh, suggestion for me. Uh, Bring back Brody. BBB. Bring back Brody. I want Brody to mention all because I'll tell you what, the last video I saw of Brody Jenner, still pissed. He is still pissed at Caitlin and I want to talk about that. Let's talk about the family dynamic. Let's talk about Chris and how you decided to or you had to go back into the workforce because Caitlyn uh, frittered all her money away when you guys got married and you were divorced and Robert didn't really have a lot of money and so you guys had to move back into that apartment and kind of work your way up with those exercise tapes. And then talk about how uh, you know, because of that, Chris became this businesswoman who wasn't at home. Caitlin was at home with Kendall and Kylie. But how much that pissed off the older kids, Caitlin's older kids, because Caitlin was never there for them when they were growing up. Brody still, like I said, livid about it. I saw a video of him talking about it like maybe two weeks ago. <laughs> Bring back Brody and Caitlin. Bring them back. Let's talk about it. Or just have like Caitlin not Caitlin. Um, Brody, Kendall, and Kylie have a conversation about how they grew up. Wouldn't you want to lo- hear that? I want Brody to let it out. Let it out. That season that he came on the show, like it was Brody and Brandon came back. They were there for like a season and a half maybe. And Brandon was trying to uh, make his musical career happen with that chick that he's now divorced from. Uh, yeah, that was juicy. That was a good time. Why do we think that people never really think about Brody as a reality star, even though he's been on the biggest reality shows of all time? He, you guys ended the hills. He was the one at the very end, but we don't give him any credit for being a reality star. Like I feel like if you ask people, and I've talked about this before, like if you ask people, what does Brody do? I don't think reality star is the first thing that comes to mind. I think, Maybe what comes to mind is I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I think that might be the first answer. Anyway, let me let me get back on track. Um, interestingly enough, they end the scene. Chris and Cece end the scene with um, and being like, we really should keep this dish and take it back to California and have these moments. And what was it? But the Kathy Hilton special, a baked potato with a bunch of caviar on top. Hmm. Back to Kim. She talks about how Chris used to terrorize them as kids and make them all wake up at seven o'clock. Even if it was a Sunday morning, be screaming at them through the intercom. If she would go through the rooms and they were up, it's still asleep at seven 30. She would yank the comforter from them, pull the drapes up like full mommy dearest style. And it would be on, but then Kim tries to make it seem kind of positive, but still not great. She says, you know, I used to think like, God, I wish I had a cool parent who would just let me sleep in. But now it's like a positive because I don't really care how annoying I am to my kids. Like, that, it's great for me. <laughs> Kim really thought she made a point. She's like, you guys, she would make us do like, watch our little siblings or wash the cars. And Chris is like, yeah, those are called chores, Kim. <laughs> I made you do chores. I love when Rich people are like, yeah, I had to do normal stuff. And that really taught me a super hard work ethic. Like, without that, who knows where I'd be? Like, you'd be in exactly the same place. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's not a work ethic, baby. It's Adderall. Anyway, um, Kylie walks the red carpet with Stormy. It was cute. Next, Kim's nervous about getting ready for the Balenciaga show, but not nervous enough that she can't make fun of her sisters, which, like, thank God. She talks about how they would all walk down the runway because Demna gave her this advice. Just if you saw the video, this was not like a runway walk show. This was just walk normally. Now Kim's got her glam squad surrounded by her, and she's like, Well, I asked him, should I walk like I'm with Kendall or should I walk like I'm with Courtney? Because if it's Kendall, I'm doing like a runway high fashion look. But if it's Courtney, Then she just, like, hunches her shoulders and is like, (laughs) (laughs) like, lurch for the Adams family. Like, damn. Like, let's unpack that. Why don't you fuck with Courtney? Then she describes how Chloe would walk down um, a runway. And I don't know how else to describe it except for ass forward. Like, she wasn't walking backwards, but her ass was really starting the, the whole thing. I don't really know how else. You'll just have to watch it. And then Kim gives some shocking information about how she has pee anxiety and how she keeps, keeps that thing on her. And by that thing, I mean a Ziploc bag with a thermos and some wet wipes, just in case. And then she tells a story about how when Chris was driving her to Palm Springs one time, she peed in the thermos and Chris almost threw up. So, <laughs> what's happening? I feel like Kim tried to make it seem like Chris was a weird one in that situation. Also, why did you have anxiety going to Palm Springs? What happened? <laughs> I think you may have just needed to go to the bathroom. North gets to be in the front row. Oh, Kim walks the show, it's fine. Yay. Then they go over to the Gautier show where uh, North has her little moment with her beret and the nose chain that goes to the earring and um she <laughs> steals cousin Cece's pen out of her purse and writes stop on the invitation and shows it to the other side so that they stop taking pictures of her and I thought you know what that's a woman that knows her boundaries and we should all respect that so then the episode ends with us kind of going full circle back to the premiere where Chloe has the baby it's July 28th 2022 and uh yeah The kid's born. We don't get to see his face. They have a whole scene where all the moms come over and they like dote on the baby. Courtney comes over and tries to breathe his breath and then says, I wish I could breastfeed him. And then Chloe's like, you know what? I think he might be tired. I think I'm going to put him somewhere else now. So... (laughs) um that might be it i mean they do this like thing that they do at the end of every season which is the montage of them in slow motion talking about what they their hopes and dreams were what the year was like and you know i'm looking forward to the future you know chloe again has to be like this was a hard one for me but (laughs) open next year maybe Maybe a little bit better, but, uh, yeah, that was it. Kylie reveals that her kid's name is still legally Wolf, but maybe if we stay tuned for season three, we'll find out what the name is. Oh, they also talked about Chloe's kid's name. And, um, Kim says that he looks just like Rob. Uh, and so Chris suggests that they named him Rob Kardashian Thompson. And then she whispers to Kim, um, and then we'll just call him Rob Kardashian. (laughs) I know that's right um so yeah that was it that was it oh yeah well thanks for joining on this ride with me you guys you know I can't make the content just get me in productions room I'm telling you guys I'm very expensive but I will help give me an hour give me an hour an hour and a thousand dollars I'll if you even want to do like a three-hour block I can bump it down to 750 Per hour. So um let me know. And uh let's get this let's get this ball rolling. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I guess next week we'll just be back with Winterhouse until it ends and we'll see what happens in the future. Okay.